the only thing that would make my life more of a soap opera than it already is. Chapter 2, Part 2. And there I was, shacking up with someone new in a semi-domestic setting, enjoying myself and wanting more of these moments. With this person. I carried a lot of guilt and shame late at night when he was sleeping. I was disgusted at my sense of disloyalty and perplexed at why I was feeling this way. My divorce was finalized. I wasn't bound to that life anymore. Yet there I was, feeling like I was engaging in the worst kind of behavior. I'm guessing it was the level of emotional involvement and the desire to grow this thing into something more that was the driving force. Unfortunately, while I was heard, I wasn't listened to or respected in this capacity. The first time I tried to maintain any distance between us, put my foot down, and leave it, I received an attempted guilt trip by my ex and one of their closest friends. It was conveyed that my timing was inconsiderate because their brother had a recently failed suicide attempt, and so continued a pattern of manipulation and enabling. These are the same behaviors the original relationship was built on. I finally enforced my boundary when my former spouse had a private discussion with a member of my family and I was essentially caught between them in some form of triangulation. I chose not to respond to my family member, but I chose to express to my ex that no contact started then and there. I then blocked them through every means of available communication outside of snail mail and physical contact. If they showed up at my house, I probably would have called the cops. When you spend that much of your life involved with a person, the quantity of things you have to accept and release can be almost suffocating. It was easier for me to come to terms with my own failures and shortcomings than it was to fully embrace how things played out. I still suspect there's a large part of me that is struggling to even allow myself to dig up whatever emotions come along with all of the events that unraveled things in the end. I could go so far as to say, on some level, I have been using new pain sources to force up feelings and actually mourn all the things I compartmentalized or repressed over the years. And as fucked up as it sounds, the advantage of getting involved with emotionally unavailable people is knowing that they're going to hurt you, and then utilizing the new source to release what I locked away long ago so I could function. I didn't put together until our very last meeting that I was, to some extent, using one of my former partners as a shitty, great value substitute for the husband I lost. Not exactly in a literal sense, but there was consistent interaction throughout our involvement, and the overall experience helped band-aid a wound I still don't know how to heal from. If I gave a basic physical description of him, it would match up with my former spouse too. On the other hand, part of the previously inexplicable draw to this man was my unresolved daddy issues. Shameless philanderer, half-involved absentee parent. Weird, right? Seriously though, he gave the impression that he was more involved with his daughter than my father was with me or my sister. But looks can be deceiving and prioritizing sexual pleasure and physical gratification was still an all-too-familiar concept for my emotionally damaged ass. Emotionally unavailable people attract emotionally unavailable people, or something like that, right? <laughs>